Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and welcome to episode 8 of the Photography Q&A podcast. The question this week is, what is the best way to store your photos? So I'm going to be talking about storage options for all your images, not just the ones that have been edited and you're in love with and you want to share them. So we're not going to cover sharing websites like Flickr, 500px, Photobucket or Pixieset and countless other ones. These types of websites are more suitable for presenting your best images to friends and clients, not as a backup. You're going to need a way to store all your images from when you take them to when they're finished editing. If something screws up, a file gets corrupted or your hard drive crashes, you can always go back to a previous version of that file. You've always got something else you can work on. If you don't back up and something screws up, like has happened to me in the past when I was first starting out, my hard drive crashed, middle of editing a family photo shoot, and I lost everything. Now, luckily, while I used to play around with computers a lot, I got the hard drive to work again, just long enough to get those files off and all my important stuff off that hard drive. If I hadn't been able to do that, I would have been on the phone explaining to the couple that their family photos are no more. They're gone. I lost them. There's no excuse. It's reckless if you don't back up. Okay, so let's have a look at the options. The big one at the moment is cloud storage. Now, you can get cloud storage from Apple uh, with their iCloud. I think if you have an iPhone or a Mac computer, you get five gigs free. Five gigs will disappear really quick if you, especially if you're going into business and you're shooting a lot of pictures. Like I say, we're not just saving the good ones. You are backing up everything. Another company is Adobe. When you get your Photoshop Lightroom account, when you pay for the plan, you get 20 gigs with it. Google used to be free. They are now paying. Amazon at the moment is free if you have your Prime account. And another good one is Dropbox. They give you three terabytes for $23.25 a month. Now, for me, cloud storage is a bit of a pain. Our internet connection is slow. Uploading 150 images to Adobe Cloud or Dropbox takes hours. So I tend to avoid cloud storage. If you've got a fast internet connection, you're in the middle of a city maybe, go for it. But you've got to understand you're paying every month for this. It starts off cheap, but the more pictures you add to it, and add and add and add your monthly costs are going to go up they might not seem a lot now like for dropbox with three terabytes at 23.25 a month it's not that much when you're out there earning if you're doing it as a hobby it's a lot of money you don't want to be wasting it like that the other thing with cloud storage that i have a problem with is imagine you've got a dropbox account and you've got two terabytes of photos from the last four or five years and you know a few years from now it might be forty dollars it might be might be less we don't know but you decide there's a better option you've got to download that two terabytes of images back to your home base to your computer and then put them on a different storage that's going to take a while it you know it's not just going to run overnight and download that that's going to run for quite a while think about all these things before you jump into using cloud storage especially with like google when they started i opened an account with them because it was free i put a few pictures up there got annoyed because my internet was so slow and then all of a sudden they decide well we're going to charge you now all these big companies do the same sort of thing they offer it free and then eventually charge so do you really want to trust a third party to look after your work when you can easily do it yourself so next is external hard drives simple way of doing it is just go out buy a hard drive they're all now usb uh, usb 
3.3, I believe, 3.1. Some have the faster USB-C connectors. There are the older type ones, which are SATA 3 now, I think. S-A-T-A 3. They're excellent. I've got... How many have I got? It's over over a dozen. There's more, maybe 15. Some of the older drives are smaller in size, but most of the new ones are one terabyte, two terabyte. I tend not to fill them. Hard drives, when you fill them, the old style ones with internal moving parts, a spinning disc inside, tend to run slow when they're full. I always just sort of get them half full and I'd go buy another drive just to make sure that I'm not stressing them because the more information you got there, the faster it has to spin. It just slows everything down and heat problems, that kind of thing. So the upside of these drives is they're inexpensive. You can buy one terabyte hard drives for $50 at the moment. So let's look at how many pictures you can get on a one terabyte drive. Now, as an example, I'm looking at an 18 megapixel camera. The raw files on a 18 megapixel camera run at about 24 megabytes and a JPEG file runs at 6.4 megabytes of six six and a half that means that from an 18 megapixel camera the drive a one terabyte drive can hold 160,000 JPEGs and 42,666 raw images so you can see that that is an awful lot of storage next we have the external solid-state drives. These are the same technology as thumb drives and the SD cards, compact flash cards that you put in your camera. They are ultra-reliable and they have no moving parts like the SATA3 ones, the SATA ones. These do cost more though. They cost quite a lot more. Cheapest I found was one terabyte drive for $120. So a little over twice the cost. But they are way faster they operate a lot faster and they are a lot lighter so you get smaller drives less weight easy storage and are not damaged as easily as the the old style drives personally i think this is the way to go spend a little bit more and save your photos for a lot longer than the the older drives all my drives are older style the ones that are over 10 years old sometimes when you boot them up You've got to just give them a quick flick just to kick them into life sometimes. Even though they've not been doing anything, they've just been sat in a drawer for many years and you think, oh, I'll have a look at a few of those pictures. And yeah, it's a worry. The solid state drives, no moving parts, lighter, faster. There's everything to like about them. Now, there is another option, which if you are a professional and you are shooting two weddings a week and you're putting three, 4,000 pictures into your system, this it probably would work better for you. It is way more expensive. I didn't really price too many up. They normally do them in uh, four drives at a time. And this is called NAS, Network Attached Storage. So they run three or four hard drives together. They all take part of the information super fast. They've got to be run on a network, but they're expensive. Four 10 gig drives I saw were $1,000 twelve hundred dollars something like that and it's way over the top for just a photographer starting out or just a photographer in business full stop you don't need this someone that would need this is a videographer that's putting hours and hours and hours of video in you need fast computers to work on those it's suitable so a network attached system is not for you not for people listening to this podcast basically like i say the i think the best option that you've got full control of is external hard drives and if you can afford it go for the more expensive one the solid state ones they'll be with you for a long long time 
getting into the habit of backing up is so important and it's even more important when you're just starting out don't think oh i'll do this later do it now you're going to take a picture of one of the kids your mother father wife and you're going to love it and if you lose it it's going to upset you get into the habit of doing it now especially when you start charging people you're going to need this to be already set up so this is my workflow any images that I take, I go to my computer, take my discs out, out of the camera, and I import them to Lightroom. As soon as I've done that, I then make copies of the images from the camera cards, from the memory cards, to a folder on an external hard drive. I've got the ones already in Lightroom. I then make copies of those from the discs and put them onto a, an external hard drive. So now I've got a backup. If I Lightroom screws up my images, I can just plug in the external hard drive and get back to where I was. When I finish editing any steps I do in Lightroom, for instance, if you're going out and you're doing 20 images, you're probably going to sit down, spend a, an hour or so playing around with them. You get them done, no problem. If you're doing something like a wedding or a family shoot or some event, you're going to have an awful lot of pictures. Like some weddings... 1500 images is nothing for some guys you're going to go in you're going to edit you're going to go through them uh, thin them out basically do a lot of culling all the ones you don't want delete at that point you've done a, a major step in your editing so back that stage up go out of lightroom go to your catalog make a copy of it and paste it to your an external hard drive and now you've got a step back so now you go back into lightroom the day after and you continue to work on those images that you've got you start doing more intense editing when you finish that day back up your catalog again because if anything screws up with your computer you put hours of work in you could be doing like for a wedding it can take a lot of time editing all the photos just imagine you put in four or five hours of work editing all these pictures your computer crashes what do you do at least now you can go back to the catalog from the day before open it up again and start from where you left off you're only losing 20 minutes not hours and hours and hours of work so back things up it's only going to take an extra two or three minutes every time you finish editing for the day to make sure that you have a step back it's foolproof two or three minutes it's worth hours and hours of work just to do it okay so that's it i hope you enjoyed this and found it helpful uh, next week's question is how many types of photography are there there's a lot not there's not just weddings portraits and landscape yeah well i won't go into it now i'll go into it next week anyway thanks for listening speak to you next week bye